Welcome to episode 47 of the Transformer to Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about why it's important to understand how to use it with use too, how long it took Alistair to get used to driving in Spain, the difference between try it and try to, why gender is a big issue for your English, why the word hermanos is difficult to translate, and why you can sometimes use they instead of he or she. This podcast helps you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone! Today what we're going to do is continue a little bit with the theme that we were talking about last week. And if you can remember last week, we were all, it was all about the whole idea of the fact that in some situations, when you're using something like it worth it, you have to remember that it at the end. And after that particular episode, we started thinking a little bit more and we came up with one extra expression that that is also has a little bit of the same type of problem. So as usual, Alistair is here with me to discuss it. Hi, Alistair. Hi, good morning. How are you, Danny? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Raring to good. go. Raring to go. <laughs> Very good. Raring to go. That's a really good expression, yeah. by the way. What yeah. does it mean? I suppose that, you're all, yes, raring, ready and, raring and with energy to to do yeah. something, no? Like record this. Super motivated. Super motivated yeah. to record this episode. Yeah. yeah. That's As right. Always, Absolutely. Of <laughs> good. Mm. Yeah. So mm. just as I was explaining there, mm. last week we were kind of looking at these expressions where in many cases, Spanish speakers often forget the word it, right? They say, ah, oh, yes, it's worth. And then we're kind of, as native speakers, we're kind of hanging there waiting for them mm. to say the word it. Yeah. Now we actually came up with another one where it's a similar situation, right, Alistair? Yeah, it's a very common one, as common as the the worth it or what was the other one we did? The like, you know, that you say, I like. Yes. And you say, you like I like, it. that's right, yeah. So very yeah. common. And another one that, yeah, we thought of afterwards is to be used to doing something. So acostumbrado right. hace algo, you know? mm -hmm. So you say, I don't know, when I came to Spain, I wasn't used to driving on the right, obviously. Mm -hmm. I was used to driving mm -hmm. on the left, having learned mm -hmm. to drive and driven for many years in England. And I had to yeah. get used to driving on the right which i did i got after a few days or weeks i don't remember after a period of time practicing i got used to it good yes so it, and you yeah <laughs> so yeah you're, so, you're kind of basically using the it there which is really referring to the driving right yeah, on the, but mm. but in many cases spanish speakers forget that it yeah right? exactly say so i got used to Mm -hmm. uh, or they may ask you a question. I've been talking about this thing of getting used to driving on the right when I came to Spain and blah, 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 blah. And they say, oh, but how long did it take you to get used? And you're mm -hmm. like, mm, finish your sentence, you know, get used to it. So you've mm -hmm. got to, it's like uh, you haven't finished your sentence and it's left hanging in the air. So the, the person yeah. listening to you is waiting for you to finish. I mean, they know what you're talking about in the context of the conversation, but you haven't finished your sentence. So it's like, yeah. you know, is it worth, you know, is it worth what? 
it. So you have to say, ah, did you get, how long did it take you to get used to it? It mm. meaning driving on the right. So the it represents yeah. always the thing you are talking about. Yeah. And in this case is yeah, yeah. driving on the right. So you've got to put the it. Now it may seem sort of obsolete or redundant, but mm -hmm. unfortunately that's just the way language is in this case, not always. So you've got to say, yeah, yeah it took me a while to get used to it or it didn't. And now I got used to it really quickly in mm. one day. I, w I was used to it driving on the right. So the it, right, you've yeah. got to put it there at the end of the phrase. Absolutely. Yeah. So did it, did it, how long did you, did it actually take you to get used to it? Yeah. To well, driving? It's no? 25 years ago. So I really can't remember, but I think relatively quickly. So I think I got mm. used to it in, uh, I don't remember, less than a week, probably a few days. You know, you Good. change the chip as this Spanish expression that we, we use in English. <laughs> yeah. But English people, but you can't really, don't. you can't really use that in English yeah. at all. But that's that. That is kind of interesting that we kind of adopt We've specific adopted language so like that. Yeah, expression. So, so yeah, I it's a great expression, yeah. absolutely. But so I yeah. adapted yeah, my brain or yeah. whatever was able to adapt to the change. Which yeah, it's true. The first few hours or few days is quite it's complicated. As any any of our listeners ever rented a car and driven yeah. in, in UK or New Zealand, Australia. There are various countries yeah. in the world drive on the left. It's pretty difficult at first, particularly in if you're driving on a motorway on big roads is easy because you don't yes. have to do anything. Yes. But if you're driving yeah. around a town with roundabouts, these are the killer. Mm. You know, you have to make decisions and look in the right direction of the traffic. So all these things is yeah. much more complicated. So yeah, the first couple of days, maybe, I don't know. Uh, each person will be different. No, it takes, some yeah, people take longer to get used to it to adapt and other people less time. So in my case, yeah. I really can't remember, but I think it was relatively quickly. I don't know, yeah. two or three days maybe, or the first week, let's say. So I got used you, to it. You, you got used to it, yeah. And you started driving immediately when when you came to Spain then, almost. Did you have a car? or? Yeah, because I brought, not absolutely immediately. I came, as we, I think, told the story in a previous episode, I came for one month right. in May, 97, to do a, a course. Then I went back to England in the summer, in July, August. And then I came back to look for my first teaching job in the September 97. So when I came back, I bought a, car, a second-hand car in England to bring right. stuff from my house to okay. Madrid. So like books and right. clothes and CDs and stuff. Yeah. And I, so I had a right, obviously the problem, it was even more difficult. Actually, it was more difficult to get used to it. Now yeah. I'm remembering because I had a British car. <laughs> Well, I was about to say. So I yeah, had the I wheel, I had the driving wheel, or the steering wheel, or the driving steering on, wheel on the yeah. wrong side. Right, and that's yeah, much that is... more difficult. So if you drive a yeah. car and if you rent a car in England, a British car, it's difficult yeah. at first, but it's it's easier because it's got the steering wheel on the correct side. But driving yes. a British car in Spain or in Europe, that's more it's complicated. More difficult. It's more difficult. But anyway, yeah. I got used to it. So yeah, as soon as I came back on the ferry to Santander with my car full of stuff. Yeah. yeah, immediately off the ferry, I'd start driving on the other side of the road. Okay, and that so was a shock. Quite, yeah. That, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You drive yeah, straight off, So you drive on the ferry on the left and you drive off the ferry on the right. 
and it's like, <laughs> yes. oh my god! But, but yeah. you're in the same car, which is like an English car exactly. in this case. So that's yeah. that's tricky. That is tricky. Yeah. That's when it gets actually a little bit more dangerous. And that's actually happened to my dad in the inverse way because we we had a let's say a European car, if you want to say it that way, mm. in Belgium, and often we went to England, and, ah, the and then yeah. you can yeah mm. exactly the opposite. And then when you stick with a let's say a continental car and you're driving in the UK, it's so easy to suddenly start driving on the right, especially if there's there's no there's no other traffic. Yeah, when you have tra- and that happened to my dad a yeah. few t- a few times. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's the most yeah. Da- yeah yeah you're most dangerous in the first few minutes hours. Yes, like if you literally yes, drive absolutely. off a ferry, for example, and then you have yeah. to start driving. That is the most dangerous period. And when you've got no other cars to follow. When you've got traffic, uh, you can just yeah. sort of follow what everyone else is doing and copy. Yeah. But if you find yourself yeah. alone on a road, you, you this actually did happen to me once. I'm just remembering now. After a certain amount of time, I don't know, maybe a few months, and I got used yeah. to driving on the right. Yeah. However, one, I don't know what, I was driving late at night. So another, you know, three o'clock in the morning for some reason, coming back yeah. from somewhere. And there was there was a street, a main road, but there were no other cars in that moment yeah and my brain just sort of maybe i was tired as well just reverted back to as if i was in england and i was driving down the road for literally maybe a minute on the wrong side (laughs) of the road but i didn't know because there were no yeah of course and then suddenly i saw the headlights of another car coming straight towards me and i'm thinking you crazy person you're driving on the wrong side of the road (laughs) so i thought it was them and then obviously Uh, they were flashing their lights at me and i suddenly realized oh my god and i quickly moved on to the to the onto the right side on the so i was driving on the, right, on the yeah. left in madrid yes. for maybe madrid, yeah. you know five you know maybe three four hundred meters mm. on the wrong side of the road but i didn't know because there was no reference point well, that's absolutely so, right yeah, yeah that can yeah. be a bit dangerous but i only did it once i never did it again but right it was a shock but that has that ex- exactly that has happened to my dad several yeah, times in several in times to, way yeah in the opposite way yeah. in the opposite way yeah yeah. Yes, you do and have to be careful. Just, you know, so it takes. You really do. It does take really time do. to get yeah. used to it. It does. Yeah, it does. And Absolutely. to get used to making sure you put the it at the end of that phrase. <laughs> That's right. You have to get used. You have to, to get used it. to it. <laughs> oh, and by the way, right. you have to use the gerund. That's important grammatical points. So oh yes. Okay, we should talk yes, about that. Get as well. used yes. to driving on the right. Get used to in Spain. British people have to get used to. Well, I'll ask you, Daniel. What did you find? the most difficult thing to get used to when you first came to live in Madrid or live in Spain? Yeah, it's a good question. Apart from really. driving I mean, on the in ter- road. Yeah, well, the thing is, because my experience is completely different to yours, because when I came here, I didn't come, I, I, well, I flew here, mm. and then I didn't have a car in Spain yeah. for a long, long time. I was like using public transport for, yeah. for ages. And only maybe a year or so later, maybe, maybe even two years, did I really start driving. And then it wasn't too bad because I was kind of like, you, I, I lived in Belgium previously. Of course, when you were a teenager. So, so. I, I was, yeah. So for me, it was actually more natural to drive on the right than the left fact, yeah you know, when because you were yes out. yeah yeah where did yeah. you learn so, to drive um, where did you pass your test in belgium oh this is another story but no no i passed my test 
in England, I part, but I found it really difficult yeah, because because, you, because I wasn't you know my brain wasn't really ready to, to, to <laughs> no no I wasn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> used to it. But then in terms of to answer your question about what what mm. I found difficult to get used to, probably I don't know probably it was probably meal times probably mm. that you know eating quite yeah, late. I think that's um, the classic thing for that's the classic one. I suppose yeah, I didn't find it, it difficult. But, I don't know why, but I got used to very quickly you know, eating lunch late, two, three o'clock, eating mm. dinner late. And and for me now, well, now I've lived here many years, but, you know, for me for a long time, that's been completely natural. I don't even think about it. And when I go back sure. to England, yeah. I think it's really weird when my friends are starting to think about eating dinner at six or having right. lunch yes. at half past 12. I'm like, what? So half past 12, yeah. To that me, one's this is, I'm just yeah, like, for, for me, yeah. I, for me, it just seems, I'm so used to the Spanish timetable now that the English yeah. timetable of eating now to me seems crazy or seems weird. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm like, what are you doing? So yeah, I'm very well <laughs> sort of adapted, if you like, to the Spanish year. But not everyone can do it. You know, some British people yeah, live no, here for years it, and years and they, they never get they used find it very to, difficult. to eating lunch at half past two, for example, or dinner at nine, 9.30, 10 even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for that's me, true. That's yeah, true. I'm completely used to it. In fact, I think I'm actually worse than most Spanish people. <laughs> Often <laughs> even later than a lot of Spanish yeah. people. So yeah, I don't know why. But yeah. I never found that a problem. But yeah. many people It kind do. of took me took took me a while to get used to cañas as well because like a caña yeah. is a very like small small beer yeah. and in England there's kind of like pints. nobody 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 would even think about having such a small beer. Yeah. Half know? a pint um, is the minimum. Yeah, it's, there's the minimum. That's all right. And so the whole idea of a canya, it took me took me some time to get yeah, used to that. That did well, take me but, a while yeah. to get used to. That's true. Drinking canya. Yeah, I liked it actually. Actually, I liked it I mean, because I mean the whole amounts, idea of a can. It's yeah, it's smaller a amount, but I think sometimes you don't want to. Try yeah, absolutely, to absolutely. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I quite I think the whole idea behind a canya is that it keeps the beer cold, right? So that yeah. you don't, you know, it you have it cold. Warm. The whole thing is cold, right? But in in England, the whole idea of a a canya is very foreign. Yeah. It's very unusual, and also the tradition of you tend to move from bar to bar so you have one canyon in a bar the next canyon yeah. the next one whereas if you yeah. have a pint obviously it takes you longer i mean some people yeah. are very slow at drinking and so i think that there's yeah. two reasons yeah so it doesn't get warm and that you can move quickly yeah that's true uh, that's and true. in britain you that's tend true. to go to a pub and just sit there if you can get a table especially sit there all night yeah. in the same pub with your pint and <laughs> and it doesn't right. matter that much no, that's right the quantity yeah and the whole the whole idea of warm beer, which is kind of like a mystery to many Spanish yeah. uh, well, it's it's, uh, it's speakers, inaccurate. I right? like really annoy. Actually, I get quite annoyed. <laughs> We're not annoyed, but I say we don't. They say, "Oh, you drink warm beers?" Go, no, it's not warm beer. It's just not. If it's lager beer, like you know, most Spanish people drink, it's cold. The same as here. If you have a pint of lager, sure. it's cold. Exactly the same as Spain. You know, cerveza rubia, no? as they'd say here. Yeah, Blonde yeah, beer. sure. But if you're yeah. having other kinds of beer, like, you know, black beer, well, what the bitter here yeah. is called. What a bitter called? or an ale. An, an ale. ale. Yeah, we have so. other kinds yeah. of beer that are now becoming popular in Spain. Now you've got loads mm. of people making, what do they call it? I can't think the name is Spanish or English, but different kinds of beer, different styles of beer, no? And uh, artisan, artesano, no? Artisan beer. Yeah. So I think Spanish people are getting more used to the fact that that kind of beer you don't drink cold. You don't drink it warm, but it's like just below. It's like red wine in Spain. Yeah, people understand almost room. Yeah, you don't put yes. red wine in the fridge. So sure, white wine sure. you drink cold. Red wine you drink just under room temperature. No, 
yeah, you would never yeah, th- yeah. it would be sacrilege in Spain to put a good Rioja Reserva in the fridge and drink it cold. No. For us sure, in England, sure, that's sure. sacrilege if you put a pint of bitter, an ale, which is yes. not lager beer, it's a different kind of beer. It's to be, you take away the taste, you don't taste it when it's cold. Sure, sure. So sure, some beers sure. are designed to drink cold, they're just to quench your thirst. Good expression. Mm. Yeah. When it's hot in summer or and others to you want to taste the flavor of the beer. Mm. Like a red wine as opposed to a white wine. So those you yeah. you don't drink, but this idea is warm, is you know, it's a fallacy. Say so it's not warm. Okay, it's not freezing cold. Yes, that's true. But it's not warm. Yeah, but it's anyway. kind of interesting that one. Yeah. I like. I like that. I like that story. It's kind of can be. You know, it's a good conversation. It's good. It's yeah. a good conversation to have. You know, it would take a Spanish good. person in England. Maybe they'd have to get used to drinking warm beer in commas. not freezing yeah, cold get, beer. Let's say that's right. That's right. They'd have to get used to it, yeah. wouldn't they? They'd have, have to, to get, get used to it. it. Good. Good. Okay. So that was the one thing that we thought about just after last last week's episode. And then there was something else that we thought about as well, which was all about the whole issue of gender. And mm. that's kind of a little bit what we want to talk it was about confusion, here. Confusion, wasn't it? This topic. And this is another yes, cause of that's right. confusion. Yeah, this is a massive, a massive source of confusion. Of confusion. In confusion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of a bit difficult to know even where to start yeah, this, but so probably maybe maybe we should just talk about the whole idea of a few specific words and, and why they're confusing and why sometimes, you know, the the idea of gender comes a little bit later. So so what we'll talk about maybe first is the whole idea of a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if we talk about a friend in English and I say, oh, Alistair, I'm going to meet a friend next week. Mm. That's absolutely perfect in English, but it's not clear to you, Alistair, whether that friend is male or female. Yeah, I don't know. So if I want to know, know. I'd have to ask you more, you know, is that a a female friend or a a male friend or a man or a woman? Or I'd have to ask another question. That's right. Or if it's irrelevant, if it doesn't matter, then you're just meeting a friend. But maybe you don't want to reveal to me or to your parents when you're a teenager, perhaps, yeah, you're maybe meeting a girl, but you didn't want to say it, so you just say, "Oh, yeah, I'm just meeting a friend." You could be non-specific. Mm-hmm. Now the problem is in so, Spanish, you can't do it. well. Maybe you can, but you'd have to use another word, not friend. Yes, or the, or yes, or or plural, wouldn't you? Like ah, we talked yes, about before. that's yeah, how you, you could, could avoid it. Yeah, amigos. Yeah, amigos, of course. But the other strategy, of course, in English is that you could potentially, if you wanted to work out the gender of my friend, you could just wait, right? Yeah. You could wait until I can't come to a sort of, need to explain a little bit extra and then I use a pronoun like he or she, right? Yeah. So that's another strategy is like you can just wait and then he'll give me this information it, later on. It will be revealed at some point if the conversation continues because <laughs> yes. you're going to say, yeah. or, or you ask a question and you might say, so where does your friend live mm-hmm. or you can say where does yeah. he or she live because at this point i don't know so i might have to That's use right. he or she but you might just say where, where yeah. does where does this friend live then and you might say, <laughs> then you have to sort of say well he oh she oh no i've given it away no. well she lives <laughs> and then you've said and we know right. or you have to keep exactly. saying well my friend so if you get if yes. you're very careful you really don't want to reveal the gender you can just keep saying my friend all the time but That's probably true. you're going to That's say true. accidentally without thinking, you know, he or she at some point. Yeah. And then your parents yeah, yeah, or whoever goes, aha, <laughs> you're meeting a girl. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that that's just kind of one little example of how gender can be a little bit confusing and different in English and Spanish. Mm. And the other one that we thought about, which in fact there are quite a quite a few, mm. are the, is this whole idea of brother and sister as well, right? Because in Spanish you have hermanos, which you you might ask somebody, oh, you know, cuántos hermanos tienes, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody would say, oh, well, cinco hermanos, right? Mm. Which is absolutely fine in Spanish, but there's a little bit of a confusion in English, right? Because you can't say, how many brothers do you have? Because that might be okay. If they're all <laughs> boys, if they're all brothers. That's right. Yeah, so That's right. in English, we, you can't use the male plural as the general plural, no, to include females. Yeah. So this That's can right. lead to confusion because, yeah, so in Spanish, if you say, ¿cuántos hermanos tienes? What you mean is, ¿cuántos hermanos y o hermanas? But you don't need to say the female. So if somebody, so, you know, if, if I had a brother and a sister, I actually have one brother, mm-hmm. but imagine I have a brother and a sister. If someone asked me, yeah. how many brothers do you have? And they're thinking, they're translating from Spanish brothers thinking brothers yeah, or sisters. Yes. I, I would understand only brother. So I'd say, oh, one. That's right. And I'd stop. I wouldn't mention my sister because they didn't ask me about my sister. They only asked me about yeah. my brother. So yeah. that person will think I only have one. And here's a useful word, sibling. Yeah. So in English, we do have a neutral, a gender neutral word, which can be very useful. Sibling, which is male or female. So, you know, if I have a brother yeah. and sister, I have two siblings. But obviously, if I say I have two siblings, you don't know if it's two boys, two girls or a boy and a girl. That's right. And maybe there's yeah. a reason I don't want to tell you. No, it's not relevant. So in yeah. that case, the the Spanish person or Spanish speaker would say, you know, do you have brothers? And I'd say, yeah, one. And they assume I have one sibling, just a brother. But in fact, I have two. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe we carry on the conversation. I say something about my sister and they say, sister, but I asked you if you had brothers and you said one. I say, yeah, but you only asked me about my brothers. And I answer <laughs> yes. the question, I have one. You didn't ask me about my sister. And they'd say, yeah. oh, but you know, brothers is the same. It means it. I go, no, in English, no, sorry. You know, brothers can never, yeah. ever be female. So you have to say, yeah. how many brothers and sisters or how many brothers or sisters do you have? So if That's you only right. ask about brothers, the person is only going to answer about their male siblings, literally their exactly. brothers. No, They're not going to include yeah. their sisters. So this right. is where the confusion can happen. No, it's Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I have a small story related to that because mm. my nephew and niece, a few years ago, there was a birthday. And I think one of them was going to give the other a present. And it was like a big birthday card or something like that. And and written on the card, it was was written, brothers forever. In English, no? Bro- mm. In English, yes. They decided to, to write it in, in English. And as soon as I saw it, I said, well, I'm afraid there's something quite wrong, a little bit wrong there because you are brother and sister. So you can't be brothers yeah. forever it's not because you're thinking, you're thinking in Spanish, you're thinking about hermanos. And yeah, yeah, para hermanos siempre, para siempre. Right? Exactly. Which is perfect, right? Yeah. Absolutely perfect. If you're but two in English, brothers. That's right. If you're two brothers. <laughs> or if you were two sisters, two sisters bro- forever. Yeah. Sisters forever. But it doesn't work if so, you've got what, two siblings, one of each gender, each sex. It doesn't that's work. Right. No, this is the problem. That's right. Well, that is the problem. That so there's no problem. way you can say but, that. We'd say brother and sister forever, but it doesn't sound very good. Yeah, or siblings forever. Or siblings forever, but again, forever it also doesn't sound yeah. very good. I don't know why, yeah, but it yeah. doesn't. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a problem of translation. Kind of, absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah, if if you do want to ask that type of question, keep that word in mind. Siblings. How many siblings do you have? How many brothers and sisters do you yeah. have? You know, whichever one comes a little bit easier for you. Really, is that it doesn't really matter. Well, it's which interesting because you, you, when you referred to your sobrinos. So a Spanish person might just say, tengo dos sobrinos, sobrino y sobrina. But you mm. said, my nephew and niece. So yeah. it's the same problem with brothers and sisters, sobrinos y yeah. sobrina. So in English, you have to say, absolutely. You know, do you have nephews and nieces? So if someone mm. asks you, do you have nephews and you only have nieces, you say, no, I don't. <laughs> and you, that's exactly. it, you finished. And they exactly. go, oh, you don't have your brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, don't have any yeah. children. You say, yeah, they yeah. do. But I just asked you and you said you didn't have any. Say, no, no, you asked me about <laughs> yes. my nephews. I've got five nieces, all girls. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, you yeah. have to be, It's it can be very confusing. It can be. It can be. So be careful with gender. Mm. It, you really do have to be careful because there can be situations where you kind of don't know the gender of a friend or, mm. you know, you, when, you when you have a brother and sister, you have to be specific about asking a question related to the brother and the sister. Mm. So mm. it can be tricky, right? Yeah. You have to be careful with it. And yeah. also with, yeah. there's another one, a cousin. So yeah. in English, cousin is, is a neutral word. It's gender neutral. It is. So we yeah. don't know if you're, if I say, oh, I'm visiting my cousin next week. You don't know if my cousin is a boy or a girl, male or female. But yeah. again, as we said about the friend, I'm probably going to reveal their gender if I keep speaking. So I say, oh, I'm going to visit yeah. my cousin. He is a lawyer or he lives in mm. somewhere in Manchester. Yeah. So as soon as I yeah. say he or she, we know the sex yeah. or the gender of the yeah. cousin, but not immediately. Yeah. You, know, you have to wait. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because in Spanish, think, say mi primo, mi prima, we know immediately yeah. the gender of your cousin. Yeah, yeah. And I think this mm. is connects to this mm. previous episode where we were talking about the confusion between he and she. And I think it, this also really emphasizes why in English we place so much, uh, like we're Important. trying to listen out for he and she all the time to work out who who you're talking about. Yeah, it gives right? us clues, no um, pistas. It gives us clues, or, yes. Because when, we, when you're talking about a friend of yours, I'm waiting for you to say he or she to determine whether. And so that's why, you know, we're really focused on that. So if I hear a Spanish speaker and they're confusing he and she, that really does make it very confusing for me because I'm actually looking out for that pronoun and trying to work things out, aren't I? Yeah, exactly. And, and if, it's, if that pronoun is always swapping from he to she, I, I get completely confused. Exactly, yeah. as we spoke about in the previous episode. Obviously, yeah. you might just yeah. use the name. So obviously, if you use a male name yeah, or a female, yeah. so I say, I'm going to visit my cousin John. Okay, John, mm. it's a boy or my cousin mm. Maria, mm. or he or she. So it's either the name or it's the pronoun. And that reveals, yeah. usually pretty quickly in the conversation, the, the gender of the cousin in this case, or the friend. Yeah. But if you keep saying cousin, then yeah, I'm never going to know. <laughs> Is it a boy That's or a right. girl? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in that case, so you can ask the question. It's okay to say, do you, how many cousins do you have? It's just like Spanish. It is. That's right. Because cousins That's can right. be male or female. I say, I have 10 cousins. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if it's 10 male cousins, 10 female, or some mixture of the two. No? So you'd have to specify, say, I have 10 cousins, 10 girl, 10 female cousins, or 10 girls, or yeah. whatever. No. So then you'd have to specify exactly the gender of your cousins. So that's like yes. Spanish in that sense. The plural covers everything. No. But yeah. brothers and sisters, you know, 
niece, nephews and nieces, what else? Aunts and uncles, or uncles and aunts. Yes, tios. that's right. Yes, yes. So tios, in Spanish, yeah, you can exactly. say tios, meaning tios y tios. But in English, yeah. again, you have to say uncles and aunts. Uncles so and it's aunts, very long right. often in English. You no know, brothers and sisters, nephews and nieces, uncles and mm-hmm. aunts. You've got to use both words, yeah. but not with cousins. So it depends which word, what we're referring to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So do be careful with that particular issue, gender, keep it in your mind and try if you can also to be very specific with those pronouns so that your listener doesn't get confused. Because as I say, as a native speaker, we are looking out for those pronouns all the time to work out who you are referring to. So that's really, really important. So yeah, I don't know. So Daniel, a question for you. Okay, go on. Do you have children? (laughs) and how many children do you have okay yeah Hmm. okay so yes i have two children Ah. okay now i don't know do you have sons or daughters or a son and a daughter yes i have a son and a daughter Ah. yes i do have a son and a daughter yes so yeah okay also right it's like yeah so children don't really yeah children is gender neutral so children we don't know if or a child in the singular so I say I have a child. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl, a son or a daughter, mm-hmm. yeah. or children yeah. in plural. No, so, and this yeah. can also lead to confusion. No, Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. The Spanish. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No question. That's that's really what one when you got when you have that. Yeah, because there's one situation in particular that we were talking about before, wasn't there? Where also when related to the whole idea of children, where where you're kind of referring to children, some some clients say, "Oh, can I refer to my adult children as still children?" Yeah, you know? say, yeah they say, um, but but my son is 25; he's not a child. That's so right. What do I that's refer right. to him as? Yes, exactly. But in English, you can you say can. children. Your right? children are always you your children for life. That's right. You know? So it doesn't matter that's how old right. they are; they're always your children. So it doesn't infer necessarily you know, the age of the child. Now, if you say yes. kids, we talked about this, didn't we, when we were preparing this. The word yeah. kid, which is a word meaning children that's very common, no? Everyone knows the word. That implies young, no? So you probably wouldn't, it does. yeah, so you probably wouldn't describe your adult. If, you're, if your children are 30 years old, you probably wouldn't call them kids. You might do no. sort of ironically or in a funny yeah, way. Yeah, you, no? you can potentially, you can. but it's, like, un- yeah. Yeah, but it does imply kids. that they, you know, they're adolescents yeah. or young children. Yeah. Under 20, maybe. Yeah, yeah. my kids. But you're probably saying, but my children yeah. is okay. If they're 50 years old, they're still your children. Yeah. But yeah. maybe you wouldn't say, yeah. it sounds a bit strange to refer to a 50-year-old as my kid, mm-hmm. which implies like yeah. a young person. No? Yeah. So it depends which yeah. word you're using. But yeah, you can say yeah. children. But the other thing for this is the same as the brothers, sisters, etc. So if a Spanish person, in Spanish, they wanted to ask you, ¿Cuántos hijos tienes? Mm-hmm. Hijos again, male plural. You can be hijos y hijas. No, it can include male and female. Yeah. So, but if they translate that as how many sons do you have? Because hijos is also sons. So hijos really the translation is not sons; it's children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it includes male and female. But often a Spanish speaker will just you know they know hijo is son. So I've had that before where people might say, you know, how many, so if they asked you, Daniel, how many sons do you have? Ah, what would yes, your answer okay, be you. to that question, Daniel? Ah, yes, yes, yes. How many my, so- my, <laughs> yeah, my answer would be one there in yeah. that particular case. So you yeah. say one yeah. and they go, oh, okay. So they're now assuming yeah. that you only have one 
child. Child. Yes. And you don't, you have two. That's right. Because they didn't ask you about your daughter. They didn't include her in the question. So you'd say, That's right. I have one son. Now, maybe you understand what they're trying to ask you, and you'd say, Well, and I also have a daughter. So I have two children. But if they, if you just answer the question literally, how many sons do you have? You say one. And they go, Oh, okay, one. And then maybe you carry on having the conversation, and they say something about, Yeah, but only children sometimes can be a problem. No, an only child. Unico, yes. unico, and you'd say, what do you mean, only child? I've got two. And you say, oh, yes. no, but you said you had one. I say, no, no, I said I had <laughs> yeah. one son, but I have two That's children because right. I also have a daughter. Yeah. So it's the same yeah. problem, no? You have to- That's an interesting one. That's an interesting, it kind of also makes me think about the whole problem related to plural in that case because of like a child would be obviously singular and then children is plural. But for some strange reason there is this temptation for spanish speakers to say childs yeah and children have you ever come across that and children childs and children yeah i've heard yes. more children's but yeah the child so they say you know children's yes because they feel yes. they have to put an s because they're thinking it's a plural which it is but you say yes. no no children yeah. is a plural word in itself itself yeah so you don't yeah, have that's to right. add exactly it's an irregular children's, plural yeah. i suppose you don't need mm. to add s yeah so you say, I have two children, but so many of my clients have said, you know, I have two childrens. And you go, no, right. no, 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 childrens is impossible. So you have a child, right. one, or you have two children. Yeah. So it's already such a common mistake. That. common mistake. That is such yeah. a common, so, so, so common. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Alistair, loved it. So yeah, let just me, let me summarize quickly. Mm. First of all, we were talking about used to and uh, the importance of getting that it if the subject has already been referred to. So in case of driving, right? Are you used to it? Are you, are you used to driving? Yes. And now I'm used to it now. Mm. Okay. So really, really be careful and make sure that you add that it just like we were talking about last week with worth it. Was it worth it? like it. Yes, absolutely. And then we went on and talked a little bit about gender and the confusion that can occur relating to a whole variety of different words, including friend, brother and sister, cousin, and also there was nephew and niece. Okay, so all of those, you have to kind of get an idea about whether they are specific, whether you have to say brother and sister. There are some words that you can use, such as sibling, to get out of that particular problem. But there are other words that don't give you the idea of the gender at all. So like friend or cousin, as I just mentioned, right? So be careful. And then if you are going to talk about a friend, then be careful with the pronouns, okay? So don't get confused between he and she. Don't talk. Don't start talking about a friend that becomes, is a he and then is suddenly a she or, and then goes back to a he, right? So you have to be careful to really get that pronoun consistently through the message, right? That's, that's, that's otherwise it, just generates a whole load of confusion, right? Like like we were talking about last yeah. week. Oh, one way around this that we I forgot to mention, very, very useful in English that you cannot do in Spanish. When mm. when you're talking about like a person you don't know the gender, so somebody or mm. cousin or friend, and the yeah. other person wants to refer to that person that they don't know what the gender is, obviously it can be very difficult. Well, it's very long if you, you have to keep saying in English because you have to use pronouns. He or she, for example, mm. does he or she, where does he or she live? And mm. do they have, so you have to refer to using this, but you can avoid that because you can ask the question, so where do they live? So you yes. can refer to our person, so our friend, that we don't know is male or female as they, which is very strange yes. for a Spanish speaker because they is plural. So you can use the plural yeah. they to refer to 
our person that we don't know yes. who they are or we don't yes. know their gender and it's very useful yeah. not to have to say he or she his or her the yeah. possessive so if you talk about his or her car instead of saying yeah. his or car you say there so they yes. and there you can use mm. the plural to refer to our person which is very very yeah, useful in english to avoid this oh he or she he yeah, absolutely. And especially it kind of like if you're if if you are speaking to somebody who doesn't want to reveal the gender, you kind of make sure that they don't feel uncomfortable because because if you say he or she, you're kind of like you're kind of almost for- forcing them to mm, kind to of re- clarify, right? Yeah. yeah, to reveal. Whereas if you use they, then you're just making them stay comfortable within that, you know, and they can still refer to their friend. They can st- keep on referring to their friend if they want, if they want to, right? But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good option. It's a good option if and you don't want yeah, to Yeah, and also what tends to happen, I'm just thinking is, it, it often sounds, not deliberately, it's not intentional, but it can sound very sort of sexist or machista. Because mm-hmm. the Spanish speaker will automatically choose the he, the mm. male. So, you know, you're, you're talking about something, you know, politicians or, I don't know, football managers or whatever it may be. So you're talking about mm. a generality, no? Politicians, yeah. and then they start referring to he, he, he. And you say, well, why he? The politician could be a woman. Why do you keep calling yeah. it? You're assuming it's a man. And they're yeah. not really assuming yeah. it's a man. It's just the Spanish speaker in... In Spanish, you don't need to say he or she. It's not necessary. But in English, you have to choose. So if they have to make a choice of the pronoun, Spanish speakers nearly always, or I would say always, tend to the male. So if they're referring to a person, in people in general, like politicians, you start saying, well, he, he, and you say, well, a politician could be a woman. I say, why, you know, he or she. They say, oh, sorry, yes, okay, he or she. I say, Okay, to avoid saying he or she repeatedly, which is very long, you just say they. So you're talking about ah, politicians a, yes, in a, general. Yeah. You say, sure, yeah, politici- yes. they do this, yes, they yes, do yes, that. Yes. Well, our politician, yeah. and then you say they, which is yes, strange because yes. it's our politician. But as we don't sure, know, sure. it could be a, ma- a woman or a man. We yeah. don't know. You can say they. Because if not, yeah. you have to keep saying he or she, he or she. Yeah, and what yeah, you yeah. shouldn't do is keep saying he. Because then you're saying, mm. oh, you're assuming all politicians must be men. That's a bit sexist. Now, the person isn't yeah. doing that deliberately. It, sure. It's just what happens with the language, no? Yeah, So absolutely, you try absolutely. to avoid yeah. not referring to a person that could be male or female always as the masculine. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, Great point. Yeah. Great point. Really like that, like that a lot. Fantastic, Alistair. So there you go. That's the episode mm. for today. Thank you very much. Super interesting, super useful. Mm. Love that Love that conversation. And hopefully it'll be really interesting for our listeners as well. Yeah. So I guess I'll see you again next week. Yes, I hope so. I'm sure. See you next week. <laughs> All Thank right. You. See you Cheers. then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.